Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. Notches out this week. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, we bring you Freddie Adu's whereabouts, what Eric Durkee does when he can't post food pictures, Granite Jaka being terrible, and the most underwhelming Invincibles ever. So, Caleb, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, There's only two of us. Yeah, Notch isn't here. Um, He is on trial with another podcast. No, he's he's sick. Yeah, sick. He's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I had to go over and pick up the mics so we could record and stuff. And he literally told me not to touch anything for risk of infection. Now, I'm a little concerned that you're sitting on my couch right now. What if you're infected? You just infected my entire apartment. Did you have a flu shot this year? On the store of the major listing service. Um. <laughs> let's let's do some house hunting house before hunting. we talk about some anti-vaxxer stuff, apparently. <laughs> um, so as we look for some nice, nice property, I think we should try and get something beachfront this yeah, week. Maybe the Bay Area? Maybe um, farther south? Yeah, I, I would say farther south. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. You know who's also looking there? MLS is looking there for a new expansion team. Yeah, except for um, the San Diego to MLS discussions. I'm not that pleased with them. Um, there's some talk that rather than just raise Qualcomm Stadium where um, the Los- LA Chargers. Yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, where that's supposed to happen. Um Apparently, they're looking into building some sort of stadium with San Diego State University, but having the university service the debt for the first five years. Yeah, that's not good. Um, it's weird with the San Diego Chargers moving to Los Angeles. Um, how, that kind of just created a, a new market, a, a very popular market to have a soccer team. MLS is looking there, and now we'll talk about later that NASL is also looking there. Right. And it's also weird that an NFL team is moving into an MLS stadium, and then yeah. we're talking about an MLS team maybe moving into an NFL city. Um, moving on. There's some better news, actually. Uh, Clint, much better news. Clint Dempsey has has a medical clearance now to start the preseason with, with Seattle. Um he had that heart condition. It's good to see him out of the woods and getting healthy again. Right. There's been a couple of stops and starts along the way with this, but uh, let's hope not just for the U.S. team, but for Seattle. I I guess I can't root for them anymore. I can root for Dempsey to get healthy again. Exactly. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's totally <laughs> legit. A new player is in Orlando. It's Jonathan Spector moves over from Birmingham City. Uh, previously came up through the youth range that Manchester United um, played with Birmingham City and also West Ham United in, in the past. Uh, 30-year-old defender. Uh, no transfer fee. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. He's going to be in on a basically a TAM contract. Um, good bit of business by them, especially. Yeah, it's weird that Birmingham City will, would let him go for that for nothing. I think he basically just wanted out. Yeah, I did see that. Um, also, someone who, who moved recently that we talked about last week, Datum Tardy, Wrote a farewell letter letter to fans. Then he was beloved by their fan base, uh, captain for the team. And man, their management is just doing fantastic, Colin. They, they are, are just killing it. Total winners in my book. Um, yeah, the latest now is that Ellie Curtis, the GM, did not agree with this trade. And then it just happened anyway. Yeah. And 
the real winners in all this are the Chicago Fire, who haven't won anything since like 2000. So good for them. Yeah, good on them. <laughs> Speaking, um, oh, sorry. As, I was going to go. Speaking of early 2000s, Freddie Adu is back in the MLS. Hey, <laughs> that is a much better segue than I could have come up with. Okay. Yeah, so um, trial rosters are out because it's preseason. So every single team is giving a quick five-second look at a number of players. Freddie Adu apparently is trialing with Portland. Yeah, a guy who didn't make the game day roster for Tampa Bay pretty much at all last year. I don't think he played, is now playing for an MLS team. I don't know. Maybe he'll finally hit a, a, th- a fourth, a, a sixth of his potential and be an MLS role player. There is a past relationship <clears throat> between him and Caleb Porter th- from I think the US U twenty U twenty three setup. Okay, so I think that's part of why they at least are bringing him in. There's also a lot of talk that's just kind of a camp body fitness yeah. sort of thing. Um, as far as some other intriguing names, um, Maxim Tiso from uh, Ottawa Fury last year. Um, he is trialing with DC United. Uh, Fafa Picot, who came up through Fort Lauderdale. Um, is rumored to be trialing with the Philadelphia Union. And a couple of guys that are not in training camp, shocker, Mix Diskerud and Josh Saunders are not training with NYCFC. Mitch isn't that surprising. Uh, Josh Saunders is kind of surprising, even though they, they did bring in Sean Johnson. But what's Josh Saunders doing? Can we, can we get him at Minnesota? I mean, I'd, I'd well, take Josh Saunders. We'll get to that because there's actually some developments on that. Um, the Last bit of fairly consequential MLS news. Um, the CONCACAF Champions League announced a series of pretty big format changes. Yeah, uh, so they're breaking up. They're basically breaking up the Champions League into two separate phases. Phase one um, will be qualifiers from Caribbean leagues and Central Americas, uh, not counting the championship champions of those leagues. Um, and then the winner of that phase one will go to phase two, where the champions of the Central American countries, I think, I don't know off the top of my head, but Costa Rica, Guatemala, those Panama, yeah, Panama, and Panama. Then... <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, I thought I saw Van Halen here for a second. I... Is that David Lee Roth? No, no, it's Talon. Okay, okay, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, Mexican teams, Canadian Championship team, um, U.S. teams that qualify will be in. So will be in that phase two. Um, phase one will take place. Um, I believe it's. August through October Correct. of this and year, and then February uh, to May February is to May going to be the second phase. So still in the preseason, which is kind of, is such for MLS teams, but it's, it's it'll be interesting to see how this tournament goes. Right. I think the the big part of it that I'm at least looking forward to is that if you have 16 teams that are maybe a little bit more fair than the 24 that have been in uh, previously. I think it's going to promote a little bit more competitiveness within those group stage games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see how so it works. A total of 31 teams, I think, will be. Yeah, 31 teams will be in the Tottenham Champions lead game of some sort in the 2017 2018 season. So I think it's about. I think it's, it's uh, 31 teams across uh, Tottenham will be in the. Cha- and it played a Champions League game of some sort uh, in 2017-2018 season. One of those teams is definitely 
going to be Minnesota United. So we should put on our DNR caps and our badges and go for some loon monitoring. It it really is drawing on me. I love that accent now. I think the best part is the the monitor that I have just has a, a little bit echoey when I do that <laughs> because it's only in one ear. Stereo is weird, guys. Anyway, um, uh, the Loon's preseason roster came out featuring a number of trialists, preseason invites. Um, who are some of the old names that we know? Uh, some old names that Loon's fans should recognize. Uh, Lance Lang. Wait, are you sure that Loon's fans are really going to recognize Lance Lang? He, he had that one good goal, Colin. It's Miami, that moonshot. That was a good one. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was gorgeous. So, him, uh, Sammy, everyone's favorite goalkeeper for United last year. Yeah, That's- Sammy, Smuckers, and Jock. Um, <laughs> Ismail Ajome and Tiago Calvano are also on trial. Um, none of those are signed to MLS contracts. Ish is expected to sign and be loaned out to an NASL or USL team. That's um, the prevailing is, rumor. I think good for the future for him and for United. Absolutely, yeah. I think he still has some room to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least during preseason, he'll be a solid backup for left back, left wing. Yeah, you can play all timer. up and down that left side, so that's good to have. Yep. Um, so along with those guys... A couple of the other new names coming in that are a little bit interesting. Um, everyone's favorite Pomplamoose, Duke Lacroix. Duke Lacroix. The goal of NASL goal of the year, Duke Lacroix, who robbed everyone else on that list practically. Yeah. <laughs> we got that one so wrong. Yeah. And especially because it was literally his only goal of the year. Um, So he is on trial. Um, Another old name that I had not thought about for years, Eugene Starikov. Ever heard of him? I actually haven't until you brought him up before we started recording. I just went, oh, cool. So you should probably tell me a little more about him. Yeah. So in 2009, he left school early and signed a contract with Zenit St. Petersburg. Um, kind of a youth deal. Didn't get a single game with Zenit. Oh, no. um, he did play he for fantastic already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he did play on loan for Tom Tomsk, which is my favorite alliterative repeating name ever. Is that a, is that a person or a team? Apparently, it's a team, oh. but they need to sign like everybody named Tom. Tom Heinemann, you have a job now. Oh. Good. Wolfman needs, needs a new job, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he also played for FC Rostov, um, had a little bit of a break, and then uh, spent last season uh, playing for Krona Moretz Odessa. Oh, that Odessa team. I yes. totally know who that is. Yeah. 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 As opposed to the other Odessa That's, teams. Yeah. Well, the Permian Panthers from Friday Night Lights are from Odessa, Texas. Hey. So, yeah. That's a. I, I mean, know, I don't my, know how I know that. Yeah, I, I was just going to say my pop culture reference to Odessa would be the Odessa steps scene in from Sergei Eisenstein. But okay. um, moving away <laughs> yeah, from film away school, from Odessa. Um, we did have a number of signings. It's been a very busy week. Um, former Loons, Brent Coleman, Ibsen, and Bernardo Anyor have all signed MLS contracts within the last 36 hours. After like so little news and so many no comments and pizza pictures, all these players at once just feels like we're going to overdose on player signings. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. They need to sparse it out with some no comments or pizza pictures, which I'm sure we'll get eventually. 
No, there's there's really not that many good pizza places in really? Casa Grande, Arizona. Oh, I, I actually know that from uh, personal experience. Um, additional players that have come in. Jermaine Taylor, a 32-year-old defender who last played with the Portland Timbers. Uh can play all around, all on the back, the back line, uh, center back, right back, left back. Define can, um, because I'm pretty sure Portland market. Timbers fans would disagree <laughs> with you that he can play anywhere. Transfer market lists him as center back and right back and left back. He's brought in for depth. We have a lot of depth at center back, which is nice to have for a change. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have that much depth at fullback, so, so maybe, maybe he can spell there. that way too. Yeah. But, um, um, you would hope that they'll bring at least somebody else in to be a, a I would fullback hope depth so. signing. I would hope so. Uh, uh, a midfielder signing, a uh, central midfielder from Sweden, but a Finnish player from Sweden, uh, Rasmus Schuler. Um, I just love him already because his name kind of sounds like Ferris Bueller. There could be a chance in there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe not. No. Schuler. Save Schuller. Rasmus. Has anyone seen Schuler? No. Okay, fine. Maybe yeah, there's a This no. Is United video See, there somewhere. Yeah. Get on it, Brad Baker. Um, I, I will say this. I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten as many goals in his time in the Swedish leagues because he's he's supposed to be a good finisher. I'm, we're going to move on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably for the best. That's a, pr- um, that's a pretty good pun, though. I mean, yeah, you get points for that. So, um, speaking of more Swedes, um, John Alvboja, I I believe that's he's going to be the new Jeremy Abbasi. I'm just I'm just going on. Is he as woke here. though? Is he has is he as woke? Um, Swedes are pretty socialist, so okay. I, I've got some high hopes Fingers for crossed. him. Um, so he's a 34 year old goalkeeper. There's some talk that he might even arrive tomorrow, recording this on Tuesday night. Um, watch this space next week where we'll like not talk about him because it'll be old news. Yeah. Uh, so loons are in Arizona, like you alluded to, with their bad pizza places. Yeah, Casa um, Grande, Arizona is like the worst food place <laughs> in Arizona. So as... They won't be eating well, but they're playing some games down there. They will be. Um, so they're going to be doing some two-a-days for the following week. Um, then next week, they will play against the New England Revolution. And the Croatian side, MK Istra, what year are they? It's like 1961 or something. What year are they? Is that like Yeah, like it's in it? their name. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't I, write it down because okay. why? Well, I don't know off the top of my me head. Sounding so perplexed that is, sounds right. Yeah, me yeah. sounding perplexed is better than <laughs> actually having info. Um, so they will play them during the Arizona trip. Um, they will then travel to Portlandia where they will play... Um, Fred Armisen. Yeah. And Terry. Yeah, Terry yeah. Brownstein. Um, they'll also play Real Salt Lake and uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. And Portland, of course. No, no, that's that's Fred and Carey's team. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't hear the I didn't see the press release on those. That's good signing for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Humor there. yeah I, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't try to bring Carey in for the Thorns, but whatever. I mean, hey. Yeah. They're they're progressive. How progressive. <laughs> um they will then finish up their preseason in Orlando, where they will play Toronto FC and Janet. hated rivals. <laughs> I mean they're not the Scorpions anymore. It's just Antonio F San Antonio FC. Totally not the Scorpions guys. We're owned by the Spurs. Yeah. That's, not, that's their full name. That's you can look that up. 
basically. I'm trying to figure out what the mascot would be for an FC instead of a scorpion because Sting was just too fantastic to let down. I think he might have come back. He'll like, hope so. or he'll be outside the stadium with like a will masked out for a food sign, and just like kind of disheveled looking. A poor, poor, sad, disheveled Sting. <laughs> he was so happy when he was hatched. Yeah, but then he'll go and play with the police, and it'll be fine. Again. I'm not even going <laughs> there. On. Um, one last good. loons note. Um, we recorded this way too off of schedule for it, but uh, Target is going to be the team sponsor. Did you say our recording was off Target? Hey, oh, <laughs> no. Um, so go look about six days back in United Twitter because the jokes were flowing. Yes, they, they were, were fantastic. pretty fantastic. So yeah. they'll be on the kit. Uh, no word on when oh, I don't know when the kit release is. Maybe they announced it, but not yet. <laughs> They're rumoring still kit week is probably going to be second or third week of February. Okay, so you have a, we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, one last, actually speaking of kit news, um, some of the training tops that they've used, um, some of the new track jackets, mm-hmm. there's some pictures floating around. The big change seems to be that the blue is going to be a little less powdery and a little more electric. I kind of like it. Yeah, I do like it too. The pictures they posted of them traveling to Arizona and the one that Marius Rovde posted looked really nice. I would, yeah. I definitely want to get one of those. Yeah, it would be nice if they were selling them, guys. <laughs> yeah, would. Um, let's move on to... Um, speaking e- of MLS uh, speak, things speaking of and people sponsors. Who sold things. Egyptians sold things. Uh, we didn't know it was a good segue for this. Well, I had a good segue because half of... The MLS sponsors are actually multi-level marketing schemes. So speaking of, the pyramid scheme. (laughs) Yeah, so um, basically U.S. soccer Twitter was abuzz for about five seconds when Peter Wilt dropped his latest manifesto mixtape. This one entirely about how promotion and relegation would work in the United States. No one has tweeted about it since. It's been about... I think it went up on uh, Howler sometime late last night. Yeah. Nobody's been talking about it since because it's really, really, really long. Yeah, I'm going to plan on reading it tomorrow morning, and I'll let you know on Saturday when I, yeah. what I know of it. Yeah, I it. once it's finished. I did actually <clears throat> make my way through it. It's it's interesting. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say anything else to avoid all the pro-rel Twitter from hating on me. Um, so speaking of other things that have actually happened, uh, USL news, the Orange County Blues have rebranded to Orange County SC because colors are terrible, guys. Yeah, and Orange County Blues, I was too confusing. What, what color are they? Are they orange or are they blue? They're not even complimentary colors. Like you mix orange and blue. Yeah, take that, Florida. Yeah, Yeah. man. (laughs) Um, we mentioned before that San Diego created a hole for a market for MLS and NASL. They announced, NASL announced that they want to expand, listed four different cities, San Diego being one of them, the others being Chicago, Detroit, and Orange County. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll reclaim the Orange County Blues, or maybe they'll be normal and say the Orange County Oranges or something. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I should speculate, or stipulate, rather. Um, it was actually uh, Jeff Reuter from 55-1 right. that... Um, yeah wrote that story it hasn't been like an official announcement because i think they're still finalizing parts of the deals Mm -hmm. but um it was all but confirmed 
um, in his conversations with the uh, new interim commissioner. Um, Rishi Segal has actually had a number of interesting interviews over the last few days. Pretty much every major U.S.-based soccer writer has been able to talk to him. So um, definitely check some of those out. So he's, he's being friendly to the media after taking a new leadership post? Huh. That's that's nice. What a novel you should, concept. You should, yeah, we should do that more often, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of things we should do more often, let's take a quick break. Uh, we will come back <laughs> with... more breaks? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to take breaks every every segment, if you okay. ask me. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so we will take a break. We will come back in just a few moments with more We Call It Soccer. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer podcast by actually two United fans. Actually once again. two United fans. Actually there two, actually two United fans. Right now. Yeah. Um, so we are going to go on a little bit of a trip. You might call it an excellent adventure. Excellent. So this week we're going to the Netherlands. Uh, the Eredivisie, the top lead in the Netherlands. Uh, so last week we talked about Belgium, and they kind of had a, a three top three teams with a couple outliers. This league really only has three top teams with Ajax, PSV Eindhoven, and Feyenoord. Basically, yeah. yeah. And honestly, the Feyenoord's not been... No. They've been a third place sort of team, They're but they haven't been able to... third. Yeah, yeah, been able to win the league. Um, how many titles have Ajax won? It, it's uh, a 33. That is insane. Yeah, it's it, it really is insane. Uh, the next uh, most winningest team is PSV Eindhoven with 23 titles. Uh, Feyenoord has 14. Their last title was 19, 1999, though. Um, no other team has won more than six, and that's uh, Sparta, Rod- uh, Sparta Rotterdam. Um, FC 20 won their first and only title in 2010. Was that that wasn't when um, Steve McLaren was managing? I think I... McLaren was later, if I remember right. Um, so the way that their promotion and relegation works, um, the club at the bottom of the table just automatically gets relegated. They have 18 teams. What do they do from there? Uh, so 17th and 16th place will be go will go into separate groups. Uh, those groups we those two teams and then three teams from the second division will move up into those groups. Each team will play a home and away. Whoever leads the group at the end at after those home and away games against all the teams, um, they stay in the Eredivisie. The other three go down, so it's pretty different there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, promotion playoffs are fairly commonplace, but that but that sort of stages play are, is are, a little bit yeah a lot more games for the people who are battling relegation. Yeah, which that's probably fair. Yeah. Um. So who's who's good? Who should I? <laughs> who's good? Yeah. Who should I know of? Well, pretty much. Everyone on Ajax or PSV are gonna be playing some top level football around Europe eventually in their careers. But I had, I picked out three players. Um twenty-three year old attacking midfielder David Klassen from Ajax, um twenty two year old left bat Jetro Williams from from PSV. Yeah, and he's he's been getting some call ups yeah. with the Dutch team. Yeah, b- both of them have been yeah. called. Yeah, this is did. a lead with a lot of young Dutch players that are Gonna like just last year, uh, Jasper Sillison went to Barcelona, goalkeeper. Um, year before that, Memphis Depay went to Man United from PSV, 
Eindhoven. Yeah. So um, there, there's, you're going to see these teams sell be- their best players pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, one, especially Ajax. Ajax just has a ridiculous academy ridiculous. system. Uh, one player who's probably not going to be sold, probably won't retire in the air to be say, is uh, Liverpool legend Derek Toit. Um, 26 goals, 49 games so far in two seasons for, um, I had it down here, I think it's PSV. Sure, we'll say that. Um, so as far as some big legends, um, the obvious one is Johan Cruyff. Yeah, easily. Uh, Ajax legend, uh, went to Barcelona. Um, the Cruyff turn has a, a move named after him. Pretty yeah. important. Yeah, uh, also managed both of those teams too. Yeah, the highly influential manager. Uh, passed away recently. Is terribly missed. Um, we mentioned Memphis <laughs> Depay. Um, a lot of expectations hasn't really yeah panned out. Not so. Not he didn't pan out right away in, in the EPL. He moved. He recently moved to Olympique Lyon in France, and. He's still like 21, 22 years old. He's going to be fine, guys. Yeah, there's plenty of time. Um, noted winger and diver Aryan <laughs> Robin uh, was a former PSV player, um, then went to Chelsea, now is at Bayern Munich. Um, and Judas Iscariot himself, Robin Van Persie, um, came <laughs> literally up. Literally th- Judas. Literally <laughs> Judas. Uh, came up through the youth system at Feyenoord. Um, how's their national team doing? Recently, not so good. Uh, they failed to qualify for the Euro Cup, even with an expanded field this past summer. Um, but in the World Cups, they, they've been doing okay. Well, pretty good. Uh, third place in the 2014 World Cup and second place in the 2010 World Cup. One of the first games I watched beginning to end of soccer, I just remember Nigel de Jong pleading a dude in the chest from Spain. Yeah, that was fun. That was intense. That was actually a really good game, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, let us... <clears throat> Continue a little bit internationally, but maybe dive more towards the United States. Let's let's take a little let's, dip down in the sewer. So, Cam Cupcake has lost some of its icing. Yeah, yeah. Some of these players had to off. leave camp early due to uh, injuries. Uh, Matt Hedges and Kellner Costa, uh, due to mild sprains, mild sprains, and to do that, Mane also has also left. Yeah. Camp there wasn't really an explanation as to why Mane did. Um, an interesting story. So we mentioned that Mane just got his U.S. citizenship and is completing the process to switch over to the U.S. national team. Apparently, he also looked into being a Canadian citizen because he's been playing for Vancouver. That's a smart move for him, I think. Well, Not that I'm saying you shouldn't be a U.S. citizen, but if you... Be- I mean, at this point, I'm I'm almost saying you shouldn't be a U.S. citizen. Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, besides the political ramifications, the Canadian national team is significantly worse than the United States national team. We definitely need more playing time up there and to make more of an impact. That said, the reason that he decided not to go that route, it was going to take too long. <laughs> of course it does. He was just so impatient. Um, so... A bunch of young, young, very interesting, intriguing talents from um, kind of the the German side of the oh, those, U.S. team. Those dual internationals. Yeah. yeah. We love them, right, Tim Howard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so a bunch of really good new deals. Uh, Christian Pulisic um, extended his deal at Borussia Dortmund. I'm sorry, Caleb. It's It's fine. It's better for his development. I'm not just... For him, it's, it's good for him as a player. He hmm, I don't really want him at Liverpool, though. 
Yeah, I got over it. Um, <laughs> Terrence Boyd um, has no left. Expertise. Yeah, zero. Uh, Terrence Boyd has left RB Leipzig and um, has moved on to Darmstadt, um, bottom of the German Bundesliga. But it means he's going to get a heck of a lot of games. Yeah, he'll get more playing time. To, we'll be able to. We'll be able to develop more. Also on the move, kind of. Uh, Didion Zalalem uh, signed an extension with your Arsenal, but he is just going to sign a loan deal with VVV Venlo of the Eredivisie. Not even the Eredivisie, oh, the, the second league. league. Sorry. Yeah, because that's that's how good Venlo is I'm doing actually, right now. I'm watching, this is really nerdy, but I'm watching an FM save on YouTube where the guy is playing with VVV Venlo, and he's in the Eredivisie, so that's probably why I got mixed up. Speaking of more Arsenal USA links, um, Arsenal ladies announced the signing of Heather O'Reilly. I am so excited about this. How many Arsenal ladies games do you watch, Colin? You know, a surprising amount. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was not expecting that. So, but you'll watch a lot more now. Just oh, totally. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of my YouTube pleasures. Um, so now that we're talking about Arsenal and talking about yeah. things in Let's, England, uh, take a flight over to the pub. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, which pub are we going to, Colin? Um, we are going to the poor Yorick today. Okay, um, you didn't look that up. By yourselves, listeners, and judge how awful we are. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> judge away. Um, so let's just start the, right at the top. Yeah, uh, the big our, news. Yeah. Well, the big news is um the condition of Ryan Mason right now. Um Hull and Chelsea um played over the weekend and during the first half, absolute horror collision between Gary Cahill and Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason actually fractured his skull. And, and s- suffered some sort of hemorrhagic bleeding. Yeah, um, he is. They've said he's stable. Stable um, condition now. Um, can feel his extremities. Yeah, which is, is also good. Is talking. Um, so things are definitely looking up. But it was a really it, and, horrifying. And to watch. Gary Cahill didn't escape unscathed either. He was e- easily concussed, visibly concussed, and, and yet still stuck around to yeah. score the winner. Yeah, like I mean. Not just they don't want Chelsea to win, but just for his his safety, he should have been pulled off. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's zero reason that he wasn't pulled off. Um, getting back to some more positive things, um, what happened with Liverpool this week? I, don't, I think you and I have different uh, definitions of positive. Um, oh, really? Liverpool yeah, lost. Are you sure? To, uh, Swansea City. Wait, uh, what? They they lost to Swansea. Because fuck my happiness, right? Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> first, first Swansea lose. The Liverpool lost to Swansea, <laughs> and then the Packers lose. Like it, it was a bad weekend. Yeah, sports wise. Yeah, I, I sent yeah. you the the number for the National Hope Line Network. Yeah, I I refrained. I didn't need to call it. Someone else didn't call, but I was definitely drowning my sorrows in a brewery in Louisville this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, how exactly did Liverpool lose this? Um, bad defense, uh, poor defense, and one of the reasons why we've had such a poor defense in January is with the whole Joel, Mat- Joel Matip, uh, FIFA thing with his home country, not his home country, but his country that he represents nationally, uh, Cameroon. Um, he verbally retired from Cameroon. Uh, they tried to call him up for the Afcon this this year. Um. He didn't want to go, refused to go, but there's this thing with FIFA that if a person is called up and they don't play for that or they don't refuse to go 
to the international games and they still play for their club, those games that their club plays could be all forfeited. Because that makes perfect sense. Because it is FIFA. I mean, they have their perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't named on the 23 man squad. But for some reason, he didn't give Cameroon his written retirement. He, that's okay. why they could keep calling him up or threatening to call him up. Um, so he hasn't played this whole entire month. FIFA wouldn't tell Liverpool um, they're taking a page out of the USSF handbook. Like, we'll tell you in seven to eight days. Basically. And they've, they finally got back to Liverpool, I think, this past weekend. Uh, he played in the U23 game um, on Sunday and played 60 minutes. So it's hard to see him back soon, but like it would have been nice to have our best defender for this whole entire month. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the <clears throat> African Cup of Nations that compete for a cup. Um, but in the meantime, um, Arsenal were actually victorious against Burnley with a bunch of controversy. Um the refereeing in this match was pretty pro level, if you ask me. I'm I'm surprised that Mike Dean wasn't there. I'm amazed that it wasn't Mike Dean. It was actually John Moss or who's... Leslie Nielsen. Does remember that from Nathan Dunn, the oh, umpire? God. Yeah, yeah. Just him dressing up as a <laughs> as a as a referee. Oh, that <laughs> would been be awesome. Great. Um. So in any case, um, Arsenal had a, a pretty clear penalty waved off. Um. Mustafi was taken down the box. He then proceeds to score a glancing Heather first goal for the team. Um, and then 10 minutes later, Granite Shaka gets himself sent off in what will not end up being his worst thing he's done this week. Um, <laughs> more about that in a sec. Um, so 10 men Arsenal finally capitulated. They let off a, a, a pretty dumb penalty. Um, Burnley scored it in the 91st minute and then out of nowhere the karma gods finally gave arsenal their recompense yes, arsenal finally did some good luck at all that never happens ever at least for refereeing luck it seems okay, like I'm, arsenal doesn't <laughs> um so and this this by the way also came after arson wenger shoved the fourth official um basically saying how is it that Burnley is getting penalties when something very clear, a guy gets taken down from behind, doesn't get called as a, a obvious penalty? Right. Um, so karma's a bitch, Burnley fans, because um, Lauren Koscielny came across on just a, a flared out ball off of a um, corner kick, was about half, half the width of his foot offside. It was enough where yeah. you could see it on the video, but you probably it, couldn't see it, it live. Was the, it, was the, it was probably not closer. It was closer than the first time these two teams played, and Arsenal stole a late offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially with Kishonli. Um And then the the penalty actually came because a Burnley defender kicked Lauren Koscielny in the face. And if you've seen Lauren Koscielny, he is not a guy that needs facial damage. No, and yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> He's one of the looking dude. Yeah, he he looks weird. Um, but <laughs> noted guy that looks a lot less weird. Alexis Sanchez uh, converted just with a cheeky little panenka, and 
um, Arsenal one two one. Um, speaking of that granite Shaka thing, yeah. so accused of racial abuse at Heathrow Airport. So what seems to have happened is he was late for a flight to um, meet some friends uh, near the German Swiss border, mm-hmm. and. I guess got into it with a gate agent or something like that. Um, allegations of racial abuse. Um, he did end up um, having some words with West London police. So we'll see what happens from there. I I hope it's not true because I hope that any incident of racial abuse didn't actually happen. But really, man? Yeah. Like, first you get dumb sent off when Arsenal don't have central midfielders, and then you just go off on a gate agent? Like, have some fucking class, man. <laughs> so he's probably going to get suspended for one to three games for the red card. Yeah, and at then least. Pr- it, it was a straight red, so probably three, three. I think the plan was to appeal it, but... yeah. Uh, and then maybe more games if this turns out to be true. So right, it's not good for Arsenal in the central midfield. Yeah, um, good things for Arsenal though. Uh, Man City and Tottenham drew two two. Um, a little bit of a penalty controversy. Yeah, uh, Raheem Sterling snake uh, <laughs> was pushed down in the box by Kyle Walker. <laughs> um, no call. Um, it definitely was a penalty, even though Raheem probably deserved it. That uh, the thing that. Maybe led the ref to not call it that Raheem uh, stumbled instead of fell over, but he was clearly pushed by Kyle Walker. Um, so there's a whole argument of does he need to fall down for the penalty to be called, but he shouldn't have to. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, there was a debut for Gabriel, literally Jesus, literally, literally, and there is a continued effort of uh, Claudio Bravo to be the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. You know, if only he was as good with his hands as he is with his feet. Exactly. <laughs> it would exactly. be so much better for them. Yeah, uh, he's he's gone 180 minutes now without making a save. That's that's not good. No. Um, on the other side of Manchester, Manchester United drew Stoke City. However, some history was, was made. Uh, Wayne Rooney throwed a free, late free kick to save the points for Jose Mourinho's side. And becomes uh manchester united's all-time leading store yeah um so good for him um last little bit of news as far as <laughs> not scoring goes um fulham's not had a lot of good luck in front of the goal recently particularly with basically the the easiest you, shot you in the would world. think colin but fulham has proved that statement wrong uh fulham had has had nine penalties awarded to them this season. They've converted two. That's not good. Like, I'm terrible at soccer. I'm. I'm I think I could. Yeah. I'm. I'm worse at soccer than I am at talking about soccer. <laughs> so, I if I'm saying I could score more than two out of nine, <laughs> that's saying yeah. something, man. Uh, let's move on to they. Don't call soccer, but some do, though. Yeah, in, um, in brackets. Let's go to uh, Africa with the AFCON still going on. Um, quarterfinals are almost decided. Yeah, um, it's going to be decided tomorrow. Um, very likely that it's going to be uh, Burkina Faso, Tunisia, Senegal, Cameroon, um, the Dr. Congo, um, and either Egypt or Mali. And then Ghana and Morocco are going to be your pairings. Um, some interesting 
lineups there. Um, I, I've been really impressed with um, the Congo, especially because they've gone through with a group that had Ivory Coast in it. Yeah, Ivory Coast doesn't make the quarterfinals. Probably one of the favorites to win the tournament. Should have been. You know, they've they've got the most pedigree in their side. A lot of guys that are 26, 27. Mm-hmm. And, primes. Yeah. Yeah, and they weren't able to make it through. Um, the host Gabon also were not able to get through, despite the great efforts of President Pierre Emmerich Obama Yang. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, Thank no, you. Yeah. You didn't know where I was going by calling him president. I, I didn't. I thought that was like, oh, they're. That's weird that they're. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> their they have a, also named Pierre Emmerich. Oh wait. Oh, uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yep. You couldn't. You couldn't pull him to safety. Um, no. No. They were limited. Also, a Morocco made their first ever AFCON quarterfinal, so good for them. Yeah, fantastic. Um, getting back to some European games, um, kind of European, uh, Red Bull Salzburg held some of their winter training in Dubai. Unfortunately, uh, one of their players, Munis Davor, um, was denied entrance into the UAE because he is Israeli. Yeah, uh, there was something with Either they lost his papers or documents that the team filed. The team says that they filed them on time. Lost. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a debacle. Poor, uh, feel bad for uh, Dabur, who can't train with his team while they're there. Although, uh, I've heard of a couple of like really fluke training injuries that happen on some of these Dubai trips. So Maybe it's good for him. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucas Podolski has scored five goals in their game for Galatasaray, the first person to do it in a long time. Yeah, for Deltasaray. I love Lucas Podolski so much. He, aside from his Arsenal time, he was just always like the happiest player <laughs> on the field, like always smiling. Social media game on point. Um, very good with the hashtags. Um, so, so in the European, the big European leagues, nothing really that big happened. The the teams who are on top won. Nothing too surprising. Um. Juventus won, beat everyone's least favorite fascist team, Lazio. Um, Are you sure that they're everyone's least favorite? Because I'm pretty sure somebody in Washington would like them. He'd totally be down with their fans. Um, uh, Bayern Munich are still on top of the Bundesliga. They beat Freiburg 2-1. Hoffenheim continued their unbeaten run. I mean, it's about the least impressive unbeaten run yeah, I mean, in 17 games, they have seven wins now and 10 draws, but they yeah. still have... They could be the Invincibles, but they could also finish third. Exactly. The Invincibles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they beat Augsburg, the club, not the college, 2 nothing. Uh, are you sure that it was in Minneapolis City that they beat? <laughs> no, no, they didn't play there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, last little bit, um, Sevilla... Still second place in La Liga. I mean, Sevilla's resurgence this year, I think, is one of the one of the better stories because a, a story club that has needed a little bit of a boost lately. Yeah, they're a perennial kind of second tier team in La Liga, a perennial second tier European team playing the Europa League almost every single year. They've won it in two of the past three years, I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, I just know that they beat a certain red side and mercy side last season um so it's yeah, good to see them up so i am not those were handballs the guy literally leaned over in the bots and touched the ball on, on the ground how is it not a handball oh let me count the ways <sighs> sorry i'm all worked up um 
Speaking of dinner all worked up, let's move on. Let's put our tinfoil hats on and move on to the Reynolds wrap-up with Colin. What's the Reynolds wrap-up today? So today we have to talk about Alex Morgan getting the CONCACAF Women's Player of the Year. Um, congratulations to her, but you really have to wonder how Tobin Heath can be the U.S. Player of the Year and Alex Morgan ends up being the CONCACAF Player of the and year. Who was the FIFA Player of the Year? Um, gosh, Carly Lloyd. <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that all of these are just so askew just makes me really, really wonder. And I, I think I figured it out. Oh yeah. Um. So whereas the U.S. Soccer Federation, their voting panels, pretty pretty well equipped. Um. With all the scandal going on in FIFA and some of the continued issues going on in CONCACAF, I think it's fairly clear that you have about three to five million illegal votes going on in all of these <laughs> these ballots. Like, how else are we going to have elections with someone who very clearly should not win suddenly getting getting the top spot? I mean... It's ridiculous. There's got to be some sort of fraud going on, but I don't think that we really do need to Colin, investigate Colin, it. There's no uh, evidence of voter fraud any in any of these competitions. We've we've never had voter fraud in these. Stop it, Jake. Stop it, Jake Tapper. <laughs> Jake Tapper, just... you are spreading fake news. Your organization continues to spread fake news. I'm not going to address you anymore. I'm not even going to talk to you. I, I'm not even going to let you say that on social media, you can be found at KOlson716. You can also have all of your writings be found at 551. Um, by the way, you are totally killing it with your uh, Tuesday recaps. Thank um, you. Yeah, good job. Um, you can find me at the attachment where basically all I'm doing this week is posting the best um, Richard Richard Nazi face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Na Nazi face I, getting punched in I his Nazi my face. My favorite one is it's like cued to uh, live and let die. And the, like he just punched, live and let die. Bam! Yeah, and just, oh, it's perfect. And I love it so much. Yeah, my favorite one is... Um, I think it's the one to public service announcement by Jay-Z. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And he gets decked. It's great. Also, the editing on it is fantastic. Also, if you're mad at us for laughing about a Nazi didn't punch in the face, you're Fuck part of the you. problem. Yeah. yeah. Go listen to Dead Kennedys and come back next week. Exactly. Um, as far as Notch, um, he is typically found at two United fans on Twitter. You can also find him at LockSockSpock. And for the podcast, you can find us on pretty much any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Is there anywhere else that somebody listens to a podcast? I don't think so. The flash drives have stopped working, yeah, so they're too yeah, old. Some yeah. are water damaged, so please don't use those anymore. Yep. Make sure that you also do leave us kind reviews. We always like seeing what you guys think of our episodes. Um, if you have any hate mail, direct it just to notch yeah please keep it out of my mentions um but <laughs> but feel free to let us know how we're doing 
Uh, we always appreciate hearing from you. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast as well. Uh, also, if you, any, if, if you have any questions for us, tweet at us. Yep, One of us three or the main uh, Twitter handle. Um, or use the hashtag we call it soccer yep. and we'll see it. Exactly. And we will be seeing you next week. See you guys. Get better soon, Notch. <laughs> <laughs>